Hey there, this is Alana Terry. You are listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Hope things are going really, really well for you today. If you are listening to this as it comes out, hope your fall is off to a great start and back to school season is going well. If you happen to live in a place where it's not fall yet, or maybe it's even turning into spring, I just hope wherever you are, things are going really, really well for you and that you're feeling inspired and lots of creative energy and lots of momentum in what you're doing. We had a really great discussion a couple weeks ago with our Patreon community. So we're real active at patreon.com slash successful writer. And we do several live calls. Uh, we do a goal call every week just to check in. How'd your week go? What are your plans for the coming week? We also do about two webinars a month, live training webinars. And on one of these, instead of it me being like, I'm going to stand here and teach you about something, which is how a lot of them are, we just had a real candid discussion about burnout. And we had a great um, opening discussion about the differences between burnout and writer's block. Is there a difference? If there is a difference, how do you know which it is? Do you treat them both the same? And if you treat them both the same, does it even matter what the difference is? So today... On this episode, I want to chat with you just a little bit about writer's block, burnout, what the differences might be. Sometimes they do look similar. One of the big consensuses that we came to, don't think that's how you say the word, but <laughs> we came to the consensus that writer's block can often be more related to your actual manuscript. I do not know where my manuscript is going, and so I'm stuck in the actual writing. A big way that you can tell if you are in writer's block versus burnout is if you're in writer's block, you'll have a hard time writing. And I'm going to add editing to that too. I think a block with editing can be more along the creative writer's block side. Whereas with burnout, it's very possible that you don't have the motivation to do really much at all that's work-related. Uh, sometimes the burnout can feel more prolonged, right? If you just, if you're writing 10,000 words a week and uh, you break that down into 2,000 words a day and you've been doing this for years and then on a Wednesday, just randomly, you can't, you can't write, right? That's, that's probably not really what we're talking about with, with burnout. Um, burnout tends to be more prolonged as well. And it tends to impact more than just your writing and editing. It tends to impact a lot of the facets of your working life and it can bleed into everything. If it turns into something that looks a whole lot like debilitating chronic depression, then it's going to mean, you know, you might have a hard time doing kind of just regular day-to-day -day things in addition to anything work-related. So um, let's talk about the writer's block side first. It can feel very dramatic, but most of the time, the issue just needs a little bit of time and space away from your manuscript to resolve. So this is, you don't know where you're going. Your characters uh, maybe aren't talking to you. I know for me, the biggest part of writer's block for me is either I'm really stressed out in my day-to-day -day life and it makes it hard to get into a creative mindset, or it means that I'm trying to force my characters to do something that is out of their nature. And so my books tend to be maybe a little more character driven. So I've got the plot in my head, but if I'm trying to make my character do something in order to serve the plot and take the plot where it needs to be, but my character is kind of being forced to do something that goes against their personality or their nature, that's where for me, um, 
things just fall apart. And instead of pushing through that, I have learned to step back because if I were to push through, that means that I would be getting my character even more off course, right? So if you think about a trajectory and if you get 1% off of where you need to go, but you only do that for like 300 words, not a big deal, right? Fairly easy to course correct. If you compare that to you veer even one degree off course, but then you go on for 30,000 words, that course correction and where it's going to take you at the end is going to be a lot farther. So for me, when I recognize that the just fiction wise, the story is not working, I will often step back until that part feels resolved because to me, that's better than plowing through, forcing my characters into something that doesn't uh, work for them and then having a lot to clean up at the end or a book that doesn't really flow well. Now, on the other hand, sometimes writer's block can be more plot driven, more just, I don't know what should happen next. In that case, sometimes taking a step away is best. Sometimes what actually is best is just writing the next sentence. You might know where the next 10 chapters are going to go. Do you know what the next paragraph can be? Sometimes writing through it, if it's more of a, of you just, you don't know what's going on. Sometimes writing through it is best. Sometimes stepping away is best. And it really takes time to um, hone in on your own intuition. One of my favorite ways to teach authors to just kind of listen to their intuition is to think about something really, really, really positive where you know that if you got this opportunity, it would be just a resounding, complete yes and amen. And I am totally going to do this. So just a couple examples out there. You get invited by the biggest name in your genre to be in an anthology with them, or you get invited to speak at a conference where you know, um, thousands of your ideal readers are going to be excited to buy your book or whatever it might be. Um, you get a book bub feature deal, right? Whatever would be like exciting and a hundred percent, you would never have to think about, should I say yes to this? Think about how that feels in your body. For me, it's kind of an expansive openness. I get excited um, in terms of like my heart rate and um, sometimes like sweaty palms <laughs> and, and things like that. That to me is the feeling of yes, go forward. Next, check in with what the exact opposite would be. If somebody were to say, um, for the next year, you are going to have to write this and only this and do it in this way. So think about the thing that you would hate writing the most. If you feel like you could write anything and love it, think about the job you would hate the most and how you would feel if you knew that for the entire next 12 months, day in and day out, that's all that you were going to do. And think about how that feels in your body. Um, so for me, it's kind of like a, a heaviness in the gut. I feel kind of hunched, like weighted down in the shoulders. There's a little bit of like upset stomach feel to it. And to me, that's how I learned to listen to when my intuition is telling me, no, I don't want to do this. A lot of things are a lot more subtle than do you want to hang out with the most famous author in your genre or do you want to work at the very worst job that you could ever imagine for 12 months, right? Most things are not that extreme, but learning how to listen to your body cues can actually be a really nice way to check in with your intuition so that there might be times where you need to check in with your creativity and say, is it time for me to push through or is it time for me to... Um, to take a step back and rest. My youngest son is getting really into weightlifting and running and doing all this like very intensive training. And 
we're trying to teach them the same thing. Sometimes, yeah, you're on a run and you're tired and you just push through it. But sometimes it's, you know what, you got an injury or you feel a pain here and you know that if you keep going, that it could exacerbate that and make it worse. And learning to know the difference is really, really important for us as authors too. So you're in the middle of a writing sprint, things are going great, and then you feel stuck. Is it time to plow through or is it time to step back and give your creative energy the time it needs to refuel? And learning to listen to your intuition is a great way to do that. And I think that that can, in some cases, help prevent some of the burnout. And sometimes we just need to accept writer's block as something that that happens in our in our writing life. So for example, like my son, let's say he eventually wants to get to where he's doing um, a half marathon and maybe he signs up for one of the ones where you can run the whole way or walk the whole way or do a mix of both. And he's going to need to learn, especially if it's his first one, when is it time to slow down and walk? And when is it time to keep on running? And that's a good way to spare and save and utilize your energy in the most efficient way. It's also a good way to just honor your creative self so that you're not pushing yourself too hard, but that you're also not, um, but that you are pushing yourself to a smart and efficient limit. So those are some things about the writer's block when you just, you need to know, okay, do I need time away or do I need to plow through? Um, for the burnout, it can be a lot more complicated. Um, burnout, like I said, tends to be more all-encompassing. It tends to last longer and it can look like some type of clinical depression, which obviously I'm not qualified to diagnose, um, but, you know, qualified to talk about from my experience with it. And, and yeah, sometimes I have this question of, well, am I not writing because I'm depressed or am I depressed because I'm not writing? And it's kind of, well, which comes first? And for me, I know my depression is linked almost exclusively to just my physical health and energy. It's less about, um, circumstances. I mean, that will, that will impact it a little bit, but if my energy level's good, I can bounce back. I can be resilient from like just regular day-to-day -day stress. But for me, like if I get vitamin deficient or I'm not sleeping well, or, um, I'm fighting a cold. And so like my energy is being focused on my going to my immune system and not toward my creativity. Um, those are things that really, really drain my energy and not just my creative energy. Like that's where I feel sluggish doing, doing anything. So again, a, a really good litmus test is this burnout or is it writer's block has to do with, can you do other things um, tangentially related to writing and editing, or are you just not really functioning in, in many areas of your business? Um, so for me, because when I go through seasons of burnout, there is a, a huge physical component for me. I've learned to, again, be checking in more with my body. What's my body need? Does it need rest? Does it need hydration? Does it need to move around some? Does my brain just need white space? Some of us need a lot more white space than others. Some people really could write for eight hours a day with a lunch break in the middle, go to bed and feel refreshed. But a lot of us need time in between our writing sprints to let our brains wander, to let our minds decompress, to let our thoughts figure out where they're going to go. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just take a nap or call it quits early, sleep on it and get back refreshed the next day. Um, so when it comes to burnout, sadly, there's not the, the simple answer like with writer's block. It might just be, well, yeah, just give it a day or two. Um, figuring out where the burnout came from, I think can sometimes be useful. So if I can say, okay, well, I know my burnout started after I completed this series. Um, 
And it, got, it was really hard because I didn't know where I was going to go after that in my writing. Okay, so then maybe what I recognize is, you know what, I just finished this nine book series. Maybe I just need to give myself a little more time between finishing an entire series than I would between finishing one book in a series and starting up with the next. So if we can recognize where it comes from, Sometimes that helps us, even if it doesn't tell us how to cure it. I mean, we would all love the, the finger snap that cures something like writer's block or burnout. But sometimes just knowing where it comes from can help it feel less dramatic. Like I remember getting really, really, really depressed with my first two pregnancies during the first trimester. And I felt like a monster. I felt like I just, I didn't recognize that it was a depression that was hormonally driven. And so I thought that I was just a terrible person. And sometimes we we do that with our writing. We might get burned out because we're not in good um, physical shape or because something really hard has happened, or we've just wrapped up a really big series. But instead of thinking, oh, okay, I just finished this really long series. Of course, I'm going to need a little bit more time to decompress. Um, we can quickly go to, oh, I'm a terrible person or I'm a lazy writer. I can't get back in the seat. So sometimes knowing the cause of our burnout, even if it doesn't tell us how to cure it, it can help us be more compassionate with it. And then lastly, I think a huge benefit is just being open, finding author friends that you can talk to. Sometimes the author world is so much about produce, produce, produce that we don't sit back and talk about when there are struggles. So finding some writer friends that you can talk about with the struggles. I think that's what one of the things that was great about this discussion we had in our Patreon community. So if you're lacking a writing community, come and join us at patreon.com slash successful writer or find a group where you can have some of these discussions or a friend where you can have some of these discussions. And even if, like I said, that it might not pull you out of your of your block or your burnout immediately, but it can absolutely help you not to freak out when you're in kind of that pit. I've learned that sometimes we just have to ride those waves, right? So if you're kind of like me and you're subject to fluctuating energy levels and fluctuating moods, yeah, there are some things that we can try to do to make that um, less of an issue, right? Uh, being more attentive to the things that drain your energy or things like that. But other times we just kind of need to learn to write it. So if you're at a low right now, whether through writer's block or burnout, I hope that the very least this gave you some encouragement to enjoy where you're at right now and as much as you can recognize that the writing and the creative life does have an ebb and flow to it. So you're not going to stay in this place forever and try to surround yourself with some positive people who can keep you encouraged, even if you're in that slump for a little bit. So that's it for now and hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. 
BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com slash Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.